0: Welcome to the Hello Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I want to thank you for joining the conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we dive into authentic and vulnerable stories with our guests because we believe it's important to have these conversations to learn and grow from one another. So subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration. Today I'm chatting with one of my closest friends, Glow from the blog abroad. Not only is she one of the world's top travel bloggers, completely killing it in her game, but she has dedicated her life to help inspire others to do the same. We talk about how to find your purpose, the importance of listening to the signs from your body, and she even has a huge 2020 announcement that you do not want to miss. So let's do it. you got into travel blogging and down that road
1: yeah and it's um first of all thank you (laughs) you're such an inspiration to me so I'm just so blessed to have you in my life and to be on this podcast um what I love about life and this journey in general is that So much of it, we try to plan and we try to kind of dictate how our next two, five, 10 years will be. Not really knowing that sometimes the universe will have a different say. And um, I've definitely been knocked down off off my feet a few times, but I would say that I wouldn't trade anything for the world. And so when I graduated from university, 10 days later, I basically booked a one-way ticket to Europe, Mm had $500 in my bank account, and I was like, okay, well... I think this will last me for a few months. i very naive, but very excited to just kind of start my new journey um, abroad. I started my blog, theblogabroad.com, in 2013. Um, mind you, I started my first blog at 11 years old. So blogging was something that's always been a part of my life. The subject and the interest has always changed or evolved, depending on the chapter or phase of my life I was in. So starting a travel blog was something that was like obvious for me because I was going to be traveling. So I did an internship um, and that got me going for a couple months and then I was like, oh, my visa is expiring and it was very much about two to three years of just kind of like struggle. (laughs) Um, Basically lived off bread and butter for months. Didn't really know where my next paycheck was coming from, but didn't let that kind of stop me from living a fearless life. The adventures and the richness of the memories was like enough to sustain me. Mm. I always remembered being like, okay, I'm in this beautiful city and I'm watching the sunset. I have like pennies in my pocket, but I don't need anything right now. This Mm. moment is so perfect. And I always let the joy and gratitude for the moments and memories that I was experiencing kind of carry me through. And yeah, it was consistency, dedication, and hustle through the content I was creating and the narrative that I was pushing of like, hey, like solo female some solo female black woman, like you can travel here, you can do this too. Um, writing articles that I didn't see exist. I always tell bloggers today, if there's a resource or guide that doesn't exist, be the one willing to write it. You know, mm. don't be afraid to step up to a, a new challenge, especially when there's no blueprint that already exists. So a few like viral articles later, all of a sudden brands are on the pitching side to me, hitting me up and asking me um, if I'd like to write articles for them, if for them, or if they if I was available to be flown to their country to create content for the brand for the tourism board, and for me, of course. Being so oblivious to this world, not really knowing how any of it worked because the community of like sharing information just didn't exist. Travel bloggers are very much hush hush in the beginning, like no one wanted to share anything. So it was so confusing and isolating trying to figure out this journey on my own. But little by little, I started figuring things out, trial and error, networking, investing in myself and in courses and books. That can give me more knowledge. Mm. And six years later, here I am now on the other end, doing the teaching and kind of evolving from just being a travel blogger, a travel influencer to someone who wants to help other bloggers empower themselves um, and use their platforms to really create impact and do more than just inspire people to travel like what what other message and what other mission can you create around your blog
0: i mean there's a few things you said there that really stood out to me you were sort of in the influencer game before the influencer term even existed so you know the hustle behind creating it versus a competition approach So you mentioned, you know, like, look for something that's not really out there and having that, like, momentum to just go out there, knock on doors, figure it out.
1: Right. Blue Ocean Uh, Strategy is a really good book. Yep.
0: Back in March, um, Glow and I uh, met up. We had a meeting. We went to another Brendan Bouchard Mastermind (laughs) event in Phoenix, and you were my very first podcast interview that I did, and we – what I, where did we do it, Glow?
1: We went to a – Parking garage <laughs> and got in a car. In an unmarked vehicle, <laughs> tinted windows Pinch and all. black. <laughs> I'm like, Glow, do you want to come <laughs> And I followed the candy and I was like, oh, yeah, it looks safe. <laughs> we, oh, and we were like sweating. <laughs> it was so hot. It was really hot. It was so hot in there. We were there for like an hour and a half. It was a long episode. I had
0: to have two glasses of wine before we recorded because I was just so nervous but you know this is a really it's a testament to honoring the journey and taking the steps that you have to take and I mean that episode I don't know if it'll
1: ever be released I still have it I would love for you to insert a little clip from that episode in this moment now you see the success you see
0: where you are now you see you know everything that you're doing and how your jet set all over the world but it's the humble beginnings of where you were that that the steps that you took to get there
1: yeah. So. And it's why I'm able to stay grounded, I think, because if you if I got too much success too fast, like and I skipped the struggle, I would just be I would start expecting wins. I would start expecting a certain type of um, like treatment. Like I would just have this diva mentality. I wouldn't appreciate cultures. So I'm really glad I went through that like three years of like. $10 a day budget like yeah. that. That A lot of people would be like, okay, this sucks. Like yeah. I can't afford to eat a regular meal, bread and butter. is isn't really food. You know, a lot of people would be like, this is my now and I'm tired of it. So I quit. Yeah. But I was like, well, this is my, I mean, this might be my now, but it's not going to be my forever. Yeah. And I could see the end game. I could see that this was going to be a temporary phase mm-hmm. and that it's what I needed to do to be able to save money, to be able to continue to travel. Um. But I knew that there was there was a brighter end and there was an end of the tunnel. A testament to honoring the grind. Yeah. And you know what? And-, and also not being afraid to say, OK, this is my chapter right now, but it's not going to be what it looks like in... So
0: many people are afraid of beginning you know like the they
1: don't like the ugly stages the like, ugly stages it's not polished and it doesn't look like what they want yet it's not doesn't look like what they see on TV They're
0: like oh, I can't do it. so if you're one of those people that are sitting on a creative project yeah wanting to do something idea. let us throw the deadline at you Ooh, set a deadline
1: seriously go ahead and so put in your Instagram stories what your big idea is tag both of us. Um, in your story so that we can see like what you're working on and then yeah we're gonna hold
0: you accountable we're holding you accountable guys so and the other thing i want to say too surround yourself with supportive people because really like even as a friend you were there for me and you got into that dark unmarked <laughs> really hot oh, car <laughs> and took the lapel mic get it with me you know surround yourself with supportive people mm. who
1: won't judge your ugly chapters who are because i, I could have well Anyone could have been like, oh, actually, why don't we wait till you get a real mic? <laughs> why don't we wait till you get a studio? <laughs> Sam, this doesn't, no, maybe no. Can I be your 100th guest instead of your first? Yeah. <laughs> you journey. gotta honor the journey. Honor the journey.
0: So, to give our audience perspective, 2018, how many countries did you visit?
1: 35 last year. I was averaging a flight every 10 days. Okay, so let me
0: just repeat this.
1: This is thirty-five countries in a year. Yeah, total it'll be seventy-eight. Wow. How do you find balance in your lifestyle? Like, it's so funny because there's so much about. So I'm a seven on the enneagram.
0: I'm a seven too. Oh my god, (laughs) the the enthusiasts. enthusiasts.
1: Of course we are that's so funny okay we're, we're free-spirited we're just kind of like go with the flow we seek pleasure
0: in life it is this just all, <laughs> all of a sudden makes so <laughs> much sense Our,
1: okay no oh my god <laughs> So as sevens, we normally don't like routine and I fought routine for so long, but I realized that's the only thing that can be constant while I'm on the road. Mm. So if I'm waking up in Estonia or Bali, I need that first hour of myself to be dedicated to podcasting, journaling, meditating, something that grounds me. Because when you don't have that, you kind of lose yourself. So
0: your morning routine is what's grounding you.
1: And being a morning person, I have loved, I love who I am when I'm a morning person. If I wake up late, when I wake up at, like, 9 or 10, I'm like, oh, the day is wasted. I'll mm. try again tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I'm like that, too. When I wake up, it's just like, <laughs> bing, hello, world. It's like a Disney princess. I yeah. just, like, have so
1: much energy, and it's like, let's do this. And when you're living in your purpose, you're excited to wake up. Like, yeah. I, I don't – I mean, actually, I do remember days where I'm just like, Ugh, I, don't, I just don't want to get out of bed, or maybe I'm going to school or something, because I wasn't excited for what I was doing in life, but – now that I have so much purpose and fulfillment with my life, I'm like, whew, another day. Let's get to it. I'm just like, I'm so excited every morning. It sort of fuels you from the inside. And it's that mentality of like, I don't have to do this. I get to do this. Mm. Opportunity, perspective, like how blessed am I that I get to do this? Other
0: thing that's very important to you and very important to me as well, and this is where we really connect, is personal development and going to different events and investing in yourself in that way. Yes. So what does that mean to you? Oh
1: man, I'm so glad you asked that because I I really feel like it's such an underrated and maybe underrated for my industry because in the travel space, it's just not really talked about. It's not a thing. Um, But I would love personal development to be something that every single entrepreneur invests in at some point because it is so necessary and needed for your mental health, for sanity, for sustenance, it really helps you tap into all verticals of your life, mm-hmm. and not just because sometimes as entrepreneurs we're just like okay, money, business, we're just like goals, you know, and we we can be very like linear thinking with you know the way we approach our lives, and um, yeah, it's so much more than more than that. So what are your three books that changed your life? Um, Big Magic by Liz Gilbert is. Huge one. Yeah. I have it on my bookshelf. I haven't read it yet. Every creative, every entrepreneur should read that for sure. It's, okay. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I would say another one is I'm Judging You by Lovia Jai. It's, it's a hilarious take on pop culture and entrepreneurship and just it's super relevant and it's super funny. I think that was one of the first books I was able to read in one sitting mm-hmm. um, or read in one flight. And then I would say the last one is The Invitation by Araya Mountain Dreamer. That one is, so there's one chapter of that book that went viral. A lot of people think there's a poem Um, That basically, yeah, it went viral, but it's part of a bigger book. And so The Invitation is basically an invitation to look deeper into yourself and change different aspects of your life that you've been silencing, that you've been avoiding, that you've been, you know, that are triggering. It really (laughs) forces you, not forces you, but it invites you. Invitation. That's what I was going to say, the whole invitation thing, right? It invites you to really um, dig deeper. And it also has a meditation at the end of every chapter,
0: mm. so um,
1: there's affirmations in there. It's it, it's really it's really empowering.
0: Speaking of empowerment, um, did you ever find you when you were on the road, you reached a point where you weren't sure what you were gonna
1: do? Or I've I've always been very resourceful, mm-hmm. and I always knew as long as I have Wi-Fi, my phone, a camera, a laptop. I mean, I I've got riches it just in those tools to create. To offer my services to companies, to restaurants, to hostels, I was very much in the, I, I mean, I, I was just so proactive with my approach that I never like had time to kind of be like, oh, I'm so poor. I was like, okay, what can I do with these 10 euros today? Should I spend it on bread? And then, okay, maybe I'll actually treat myself to a bus ride to get to this city. Or, you know, I was always just kind of using what I had and working from there.
0: Like when you first went over, you were door
1: knocking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right? You yeah. were door knocking to yeah. teach.
1: Teach English to anyone in the rich neighborhood. <laughs> to anyone that would hire me. I was, I was so... And it, it takes a level of shamelessness. Like imagine if my pride was like, no, glow, you're not going to go knock on doors and tell people that you can teach English to their kids. And I was like, no, I will do whatever it takes to be able to continue living abroad. I was so obsessed with the idea of being abroad that there, it was just like, okay, if plan A or B doesn't work... I have the rest of the alphabet mm. like, Z's a long way away I've got <laughs> I've got a lot more letters to work with oh and you know
0: <laughs> the power in that is when you burn the boat and you look and you're like no matter what I'm gonna make it that's mm-hmm. really when you tap into that creative mind Yes, that's really when you find a way and there's always a way All
1: right you find a way or you find an excuse like I, I wasn't and that's literally my book from excuses to excursions mm-hmm. I was making excuses for myself I noticed a lot of my peers were doing the same I was like okay guys like enough is enough like let's let's turn this into opportunity now
0: for you too that was from you going to start your travel travel blog and do it and now you know stepping into the mentor role and how you can you know be aligned have purpose and help more people
1: yeah and I think that had to I mean that was such a humbling moment because for me of course my blog's doing well I'm starting to get pitched a lot I mean the money is coming like stupidly easy and I'm like wait this is why isn't this fun anymore? And I realized that the challenge is what made it fun. Like I liked it when it was hard, but when it was, became easy, I'm like, oh, well, it's like, eh, you know, I, I like to work for my money, <laughs> yeah. which sounds so like counterintuitive. Most people wouldn't mind it just being handed to you. But I remember like saying, okay, when I reach six figures, like I, I, I will have made it like, this is pretty much it. And then I reached it. And I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for that moment. Like, hmm. I, I should be feeling this way, like, come on, happiness, you know, glitter, rainbows, where are you? And that's when I realized it's it's really not about the money. And I was like, what good is all of this, like, what good is building this amazing life for myself if I can't help others do the same? Mm-hmm. Or what good is this life devoid of purpose? Because it's like, you can inspire people to travel, but behind that, what what's really the message behind what you're doing? And I needed... To feel like I was putting things and developing things for others to help them do things. You know, I was just, it just felt very self-serving after a while. I was like, mm. I, I don't want this anymore and I don't want this for myself. Even if I wasn't sure what my products or services would look like, I knew that I needed to develop something or I needed to just be teaching and giving back in some mm. way. It's the last year of my 20s and I, you really start to thinking about like legacy mm. um, around these years. So yeah, I'm just really excited to have like figured it out mm. um, sooner rather than later.
0: I want you to go to one of the most difficult points in your journey.
1: Yeah. You know what's so interesting? I realized that I had worked so hard and I'd struggled for so long. My pride was like, there is nothing that's going to stop me from living the life that I worked for. And when it came to health issues, when it came to any potential crisis, I was like, nope, shut up, body, Shut up this shut up that like you're nothing's gonna stop me the first big scare was health issues like I I had this like stomach pain it's been going on for like two years it was so sporadic that it was never like lingering enough for me to be like okay it's been like three days straight I should go get it checked out it would like come for 20 minutes and then I wouldn't feel it for three weeks Mm. and then it would come for 10 minutes then I wouldn't feel it for a month then would come for an hour. Then I'd be like, mm, maybe I should get checked out. Then I'd cry myself to sleep. But Oh, it's gone. You mm-hmm. know, and it was always, it, it got so bad. So this ovarian cyst is what um, it was later discovered to be, was the size of a seventh month fetus, fetus, basically. It got so bad that I was like literally shopping in the maternity section when I would go to get like new shirts or whatever. And I was in such denial that something was wrong and that I needed to confront it that I was just like, nope, deny, deny, deny. And that's the sad part of entrepreneurship is sometimes we get so caught up in the grind and the hustle, we ignore everything else. Mm. And for me, that was my health and my body's like silent cries to like slow the heck down.
0: I mean, the signs are there. If you're, you know, you had a seven month fetus essentially growing inside of you, yet you brush it off. You're like, no, I'm going to keep going. Let me wear bigger
1: shirts. Let me wear more jackets. Let me wear a longer scarf. Like Mm -hmm. I would do anything to cover it.
0: And even to the point, like you really didn't, and I can even say, cause I mean, yeah. we were in conversation with us yeah. at the time back when this was happening, yeah. you know, we were, we were talking about this and you had no, no clue. No,
1: I just knew something was wrong. And I was like, pfft, it just, I, I didn't want to go to the doctor. I was like kind of, yeah, again, the denial, but then it got, yeah, the pain and it was just growing. It, it started growing faster. And that's when I was like, okay, whoa, like. Because I think the first year, it was, like, growing pretty slow, but I, I could sense that something was wrong. Um, but from, like, late 2018 to, like, yeah, January, it, it just... It was growing really big and really fast. And I'm like, okay, this feels like a balloon now. So I knew I knew I needed to get it checked out.
0: So long story short, you went
1: into the hospital and essentially needed to get emergency surgery. Pretty much. They gave me a few hours to like call my mom and get her on a flight uh, the next day. And then I was admitted. And so processing all of it was so fast. They're asking me all these questions. I take 21 blood tests. CAT scans and just all of these like paperwork and I'm, I'm like I don't even know what I'm signing at this point <laughs> I just kind of like black out and I don't even have time to I guess Process. I was kind of, I kind of like froze and I'm like having to numb my emotions, especially when my mom got there. I had to be the brave one because my mm. mom was like breaking down. and I'm like, okay, we can't both be breaking down here. Mm. So I'm just like reminding her that like it was nothing that I like did. It was just, you know, maybe I ignored the signs, but I didn't harm myself or like this was nothing that I could have prevented. And the operation was thankfully successful. The cyst was benign. All went well. I think the recovery part was probably the most excruciating part of all of it Because that was, that's where you felt the pain. That's where the isolation was like, I mean, it was, it was almost like I had no choice but to be isolated. And, and I remember like being alone in my Airbnb and crawling to the bathroom. The staples were still so painful to like stand or sit upright that and I was so weak because I wasn't eating and I just didn't have energy to go to the fridge and so I'm just I'm crawling to the bathroom to pee and I'm just like I would look at myself like what is my life right now and I'm like is this is this it like I just kind of was like how long is recovery and I'm just you know you you you... it stops
0: you in your tracks yeah Uh, essentially uh, something like this will just stop you in your tracks no matter what your schedule your commitment and your
1: health is everything you literally have one body your entire life Mm. and how crazy I was to think that I can just like oh I can just buy a new one Mm. I can just get a new one if something happens i can replace it so what's your the biggest thing you learned from going through that experience sometimes to move five steps forward in life you get to get you got to get knocked back like 10 steps Mm -hmm. and i was so glad for that like stumble because it forced me to slow down like there was there's nothing else that would have slowed me down except for like a medical or health issue and you need that and sometimes in life we're so busy like oh woe is me and why does this happen to me and oh my gosh me and just pity me 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 and we're like look at the bigger picture look at the wins look at the gains look at the perspective and what can you learn from this what where's the opportunity to grow and i think it forced me to just really yeah look at my life and look at what i was doing and and the the path that i was on it was really humbling i also around that time like decided to just cut certain people out of my life almost like this physical this literal and figurative stripping of so many things layers and issues and yeah you you evolve into this almost new being you know post-surgery and yeah things are almost clear you're forced to like meditate and read more and you almost like don't want to yeah I mean I, I wasn't on social media for a month and that was amazing you know, it was nice to kind of just, like, unplug and disconnect for a bit.
0: You end up after something like that. It's almost like you're carrying a lighter load. You know, you strip the toxic relationships.
1: Yeah. You
0: look at things. And you're like, does this really matter? Does this serve me? Yeah. Does this serve me? And then you can actually move forward. Right. A lighter, brighter, yeah. happier being.
1: Yeah. and And you also get to, you get the opportunity to reintroduce yourself to the world. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was my rebirthing of, like, Hey guys, like I, I've taken a lot for granted, and I've been blessed to do a lot of the things that I've done. So from now on, like I'm just gonna exhaust myself serving others, doing as much as I can to like live a purpose-driven life. I love how
0: honest Mm. you are with your journey. Everything that you went through with the surgery, you posted it publicly.
1: Three weeks, yeah, within three
0: weeks, and put it out there.
1: I knew it was gonna help me also recover, and so when you think of like therapeutic things, like a lot of people writing is therapy for them or music is therapy for them. And I, I had to get back to the root of like, what's going to help me put things in perspective and then what can also potentially help someone else. And I think a lot of times with our platforms and with our influence, a lot of people put us on these pedestals of like, wow, wow, she has a perfect life. Nothing's ever happened to her. Meanwhile, like the everyday person, everyone has their struggles. Everyone goes through something. Life knocks all of us down in different ways. And I need to remind people like, yeah, I might have done these extraordinary things, but I'm an ordinary person. I go through the same stuff as you do. Here's one situation.
0: By sharing, right. you grow. It's just the more you give. Yeah. It's sort of like the, the the more you get in a sense, right? Yeah. The
1: amount of women like in the hundreds that were messaging me saying like, I haven't gotten I haven't gone to the doctor for any type of checkup in five years and oh my gosh I have the same pains I just had an ovarian cyst removed last year thank you for sending this like I'm gonna go get like you that type of response wasn't prepared for and that was like that made everything worth it
0: it's so true that the hardest times are really the ones that teach you the most so if this conversation is sparking little chords within you invite yourself to step back like mm-hmm. you you did with even with your surgery. Step right, back right. and take a look at a situation right. and don't be so hard on yourself to you know, change something that might need to change or let go of something that may not be serving you or to ask
1: for something that you
0: think might be aligned.
1: Right. And a lot of times we get wrapped up in the shame or the guilt of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been doing this for so long. And then we just sit in the shame. It's like, no, no, no. Like free yourself from that and go ahead and take the steps to move forward. We we talked about um, privately holding space in that transition, not forcing yourself to feel a certain way just because you're getting out of a situation whether mm-hmm. it's a relationship whether it's
0: a job change whether it's yeah. a health yeah. situation take the space to feel feel whatever that is marinate yeah. don't feel it right away exactly. and reframe the way that you 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 look at things moving forward you guys um, should be
1: sharing this on your Instagram stories <laughs> so
0: many gems wherever you are don't judge yourself yeah. for, for being in that place but mm-hmm. know that it doesn't have to always be that way yeah. you know reframing yeah. the way that You approach life. Mm. I always say just because you're an XYZ, just because I was a realtor for eight years doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be
1: one tomorrow. You know, like you can always reinvent (sighs) yourself. There's a really powerful quote by Yvonne Orji. I rent my title. I own my character. Mm. So many people are defined by their title? It's like, and then when their title changes or they lose their job, they're like, what's my identity? I don't, my title, I hung on to that for so long. I don't know who I am anymore. It's like your character defines you, not this label or title.
0: I love that. Okay, let's switch it up a little bit. So how about your dating life? Oh, so
1: how about it? <laughs> Tell me about it, Sam. How is your dating life?
0: My dating life's interesting. It's good. How about yours, Miss Glow? Yeah,
1: Miss Glow. Where is she? Miss <laughs> Glow, how's your dating life? <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I'm actually turning purple right now, my cheeks. Um, yeah, I really... It, it's It's been cool and interesting and exciting and... Um, dynamic and fun. Like it, it can be whatever you want it to be. And I think what I love about my independence is that, okay, number one, I'm super picky. I'm you just,
0: you just picky. know what you want. Yeah, I know you that. know what you want. Okay.
1: <laughs> I know what I want. And let's say that there's, there's always many offers, but I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, there is. I <laughs> of course, we can say whatever we and want. I, know, I don't even mean it like that. It's just, I pick and choose my battles, let's say. <laughs> but um, I think um, I've met some amazing men on the road that, who just, you can see how they just, in different cultures, how they just cherish women or how they treat women or how they court women. And so being courted in other countries is such a fun experience because you're like, oh, wow, Prince Charming, hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's, it's always exciting. And I, I think I, I kind of like, I've accepted that, yeah, you just can't force love. You can't force timing of love. And so you can entertain, you know, you could date, you can have your fun. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just so focused. And I, I think I'm, I have such a a very unique <laughs> lifestyle and situation. So it's going to take Someone really secure to keep
0: Mm. up. If you guys could see Glow right now. She's just like beet red. And I'm just looking at her with the cheekiest look. Just like, I'm probably one of the only people who can get away with asking her this question. So you're welcome, guys. (laughs) But it's so true. And it's interesting when you meet people from all over the world. Different cultures. Different
1: like backgrounds. Different accents. And I I think one of my, the most fun thing to do is flirt on the road. Because it's just, it's so, it's like so innocent. And it can just be so, yeah, it's just it's just harmless. And it's kind of like just conversations here and there or, you know, just gestures. And you can say, oh, God, that's really cute. And you can always appreciate just the cutesy stuff.
0: When and if ever do you see yourself settling down?
1: Ooh, settling down.
0: Settling down, quote unquote, whatever that means.
1: Yeah, so I, I definitely want to settle down with myself. Um, <laughs> I really... Um, Have been entertaining the idea of getting an apartment in a new country every year. I
0: love that idea. Until something else says otherwise. Entertain it. Again,
1: we're sevens. We're free spirits. We kind of just go with the flow. And we also, we're not afraid to like stand in, you know, stand alone at something or do an idea or explore something new. So I'm really excited about the idea of just kind of like being on this life journey and figuring out where that leads me. And if someone like joins me along the way, <laughs> you're welcome to join. But I, mm-hmm. I kind of, I'm so happy that I'm not reliant on a person to feel validated in my purpose. And I think a lot of women do struggle with that. And so um, I can I really, I really think that it's, it's a decision every woman has to make. And I, I think because I'm so I'm in such a different journey right now. Um, yeah, it's just going to take someone who's really, really, really patient
0: to <laughs> so just keep up. So we are nearing the end of 2019. We are Ooh. going into the roaring 20s. It's a new decade around Ooh. the corner. New decade. So where was Glow in a decade ago in 2009? I'm going to throw this at you.
1: Whoa. Oh my goodness. I was in... Kansas. I was a freshman on the Baker University basketball team. I was a pre-med major. (laughs) I remember not having many friends, but because I was in a new state for the first time, I knew one person going to the school. Um yeah, it was it was a very isolating year. It was it was it was pretty lonely and I've always been the kind of person where I get along with everyone. I call myself like a floater. You go to lunch and you can just float at any table, like everyone would invite you. But I never really had a core group and I, I was like, Wow, what's that like to like be a jock or be a cheerleader or to be a musician? You know, everyone always had their core group and I'm like, Well I just kind of get along with everyone, like yeah. I just you know. So yeah, it it was an interesting year. It was, you know, new state, new basketball team, new coach new life new dorm like everything was just yeah it was an interesting year oh my gosh oh, <laughs> 10 years ago glow yeah i was yeah i was 19 yeah Woo. i don't i don't want to relive those years <laughs> i can confidently say i would not like to relive any year before 27
0: <laughs> but that said you also wouldn't change it because my dear if you didn't go through what you went through i'm gonna be th- then you wouldn't be here right now, right?
1: Exactly. But I would also risk <laughs> not going through that. Like, well, there's a few things we could change in there. <laughs> Did that tell you how real the struggle was? <laughs> I would risk actually seeing Red end up if I didn't have to struggle that much.
0: <laughs> but you know what, though? This is a testament, really. Yeah. Like you being honest, even saying that, it's a testament of the journey. Look at you now. And look at this now. <laughs> look at us now. But if you could go back to that 2009 glow, mm-hmm. what would you tell her? Give her one piece of advice.
1: One piece of advice. 2009 glow. You really got to figure out what you were put on this earth to do. Mm. And it, it, it'll take time. It'll take a while. It'll be frustrating. But the sooner you can start that journey of purpose and legacy, man, the, the more opportunities come, the, the, the freer life feels. And the happier you'll get. Are you happy? Ah, Sam! (laughs) genuinely haven't been this happy in a long time. Being here with you, going to see Fred and Burchard in a couple days, you know, having one of the most incredible roller coaster years ever. There's been so much good on the other side of that
0: I'm so proud seriously thank you i'm not gonna take you to 2029 we're not gonna go 10 years ahead i won't do that
1: but what do you see for 2020 2020 i would love to say um i guess i can announce this (gasps) my course is going on tour um i'll be doing 10 north american cities across the states um and basically bringing my eight module course to people's homes into their backyards and kind of like giving this like full day intensive workshops and just again surprising myself with all the ways that i can serve others and just really exhausting all my resources and just Mm -hmm. being like okay people resonate with this how can i times it by 10 people love this how can i give them more no other travel blogger has done will do or is doing it currently Mm -hmm. I, i i think it's again blue ocean strategy doing something carving a lane of my own and saying okay this is something that hasn't been done I'm going to set the blueprint. It's gonna be scary. All eyes will be like, "Can Glow do it? Is she gonna fail? Is it gonna be a disaster?" You know, I have to I have to deal with the criticism of doing something for the first time, and I'm okay with that. Glow, you
0: you just exude Aww. love and joy Aww. and just thank everything you. that should life should be.
1: Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. It speaks to my mission. Life is short. See the world. Spread joy.
0: Okay, my dear. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having if me. If anybody wants. to to find you and follow your incredible global journey
1: <laughs> yes just uh come to the nearest airport i will likely be landing um i would love a ride to my hotel <laughs> um instagram i am glow graphics g-l-o graphics and the blog abroad.com is my website
0: there you guys have it what did you think honestly glow has been the biggest positive joyful influence in my life and has been a true testament as to what you can do if you just put yourself out there and if you work hard and consistently every single day. You can really go after your dreams and make things happen. So I definitely want all of you guys to go check her out. I'm going to have all of her contact info in my show notes. If you have a blog and you are wanting to take it to the next level, she has got an incredible course that she offers and she hosts Mentorship Circles all over the world from like Belize to Zanzibar to Malta to Bali where you go and you get one-on-one access to work with her, work on your brand, work on your business and just really dive deep into your purpose and alignment for your life. So definitely if you are an entrepreneurial spirit, if you've got to create a project within you, check out Glow Graphics guys. This girl is the real deal and I really, really hope you found value in today's episode. The importance of following your dreams, the importance of finding your higher purpose, and the importance of listening to your body when it talks to you. Your body is always talking to you. It's important that we listen to it when it does. Guys, we gotta take our health seriously. So I really hope that by Glow sharing her story and what she went through will help inspire anybody out there and everybody out there to listen to their bodies. And if anything feels off, go get it checked out. Lastly, thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate your support. And next week, we have an amazing guest talking about sensuality, sexuality, and the art of self-inquiry. Trust me, ladies, this isn't an episode you want to miss. So make sure that you subscribe, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Until then, keep being you, be beautiful.